0: Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. before I let Coach Taylor speak, I I want to apologize out there. Lost my voice here a little bit, but uh, Coach, you have team updates for us.
1: Well, team updates coming off of a, <clears throat> the last win. Excuse me, the last game, not the last one. Coming off the last game against a a, a really tough Saint Olaf uh, team, and was just couldn't get anything going offensively. Um, very disappointed in that. Um, you know, wish we could have you know sent Charlie Wilson out of here. <clears throat> you know, with a little bit better showing, but you know, such is life, and it's a lot of, a lot of things that go into that, you know. Um, you know, Alejandro didn't have his best game, um, you know, so defensively I thought the guys hung in there minus about four or five plays. They hung in there, man. You know, first time we played them, they scored 49, and you know, we were able to bottle them up to 28. We knew the running back was really good, and he actually had a good day, but, you know, we we did, we, we, we did, um, we did uh, you know, bottle up some of the receivers and tight ends, which was, which was good. We knew we were going to be able to stop everything, but you know, to give up twenty eight points, man. Like that's against the same old team, like if you give up if you give up twenty eight, man, you'd like to think your offense can can do something and, and make it closer. But it didn't and that's the way it goes. Sometimes you don't have your best, man. That's why I had to tell the guys on Saturday we didn't have our best offensively today. And that happens, you know. So
0: I <laughs> know you probably can't answer this right now, but um maybe not the end for Charlie Wilson. So so you never know out there. Uh <laughs> you never know. Let's talk about that day for the offense because it just looked like you were just having a lot of difficulty against what they were doing defensively. What were they doing that you just saw the team just was challenged by?
1: Yeah, you know what, man, they did a good job of piggybacking off of Augsburg, um, you know, putting two, you know, four sets of eyes, two people on Charlie. Um, and, you know, we just, we had to do a better job of um, finding a way to, to get him the football. So that's on us. So, you know, I need to figure out how to do that better. Um, you know, and then obviously other guys have got to step up when you know Charlie Wilson is being doubled. You know, we got to be able to distribute the ball somewhere else, man. So, but um, they did a good job of that. And, you know, they didn't do much doubling because the game got out of hand a little bit faster. But this this game, we we definitely saw there were four eyes on Charlie all the time. So
0: <clears throat> we need to be better. I know one of the things you've always talked to me about has been the ability to shut down the opponent on third down conversion. You guys went one for twelve. They were ten for sixteen. Do you feel like that was a major difference in this game? Huge, man. Those are what we—that's what I call the weighty downs, man. You got to be really good.
1: I'm not saying you don't have to be good on first and second down because you do, but you get into third down situations, man, where it is—you need critical spl- splash plays to get off the field, and we did not do that. And then offensively, we didn't create any splash plays to stay on the field. It just wasn't—just wasn't our day, man. Like that third down really hurt us, man. And those are the downs that. Those are the weighty downs that you need to win, and we didn't win them. So.
0: Players you wanted to recognize from the game?
1: Um, I thought, you know, defensively, um, our two linebackers had a <clears throat> had a solid game, Corey and, Corey and Javon, um, and then Juan Bertard had a solid game too. Um, Davis Pickett, um, he had a solid game in, 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 in the offensive line room. So I'd say those three. And then Durham Welch didn't get a chance to do much, um, but he uh, did. Uh, was he did um, you know made his extra point and I will say this as we're still talking kind of more so the team we did have our our end of the year banquet and we do it right after the season and just so so fans can know um, you know player of the year offensively was Charlie Wilson uh, defensively it was Corey Zicarius and, and our special teams player of the year was Darum uh, Welch our kicker so you know it was good to honor those guys um, President Miller was there our athletic director Mr Fokey,
0: was there it was just a good it was a good it was a good day on on Sunday to have that so. See, Coach Taylor always anticipates my questions. So uh, thank you for giving me those answers already there. Well, let's come into fan questions, Coach, and we'll begin with Jimmy. He says, you always make running a priority for the offense, and you were very confident in what you thought what the offensive line would be like coming into the season. The team team simply could not run the ball as well as you expected. Do you have an explanation of what you thought went wrong there? I'm
1: sorry, I missed the part. Was he talking about the last game?
0: I think he's talking about overall this season.
1: Yeah, overall, uh, you know, it's funny you say that as I'm looking at it. Um, you know, we were about where we were at last year with as far as yards gained, um, maybe even a little bit less, you know. So, I mean, it's a combination of, you know, backs, tight ends, offensive line getting pushed. And, you know, you, we got to be honest, man. We're, we we faced, you know, Concordia, Bessel. It's going to be tough to run the ball against them dudes, man. And that's what we faced, you know, and Carlton. Tough to run the football against those guys. I think we ran the ball the best against Carlton. One of the better teams to run against Carlton, but you know, we gotta continue to keep pouring into that because, you know, when you're in the Midwest and playing the elements I and mean, you gotta be able to you gotta be able to control games. Now it was kinda cool to see us in the same school game. Everybody in the building knew we had to run it and we ran it and that was that's where we need to get our program. But we still hey, we're still building and that's where we gotta get to when we start playing the teams like um Augsburg and I'd say Carlton I'm not even gonna say Bethel and Concordia because we still we're still a ways away and, and that's okay and
0: it is what it is but we'll and we'll continue to get better so Greg would like to know he says you had lots of freshmen this season how do you feel they developed and what role do you see them having in coming seasons
1: yeah I mean gosh I mean you look all over our, our, our board man it's, it's freshmen everywhere man so you know what we got to do is pour until they need a they need a they need a healthy dosage of the weight room. Which can't wait to get those guys back in there January, February before spring ball starts up in March. Um, you know we need to make sure we're diving into um, uh, skiing with these guys. You know so they can be ready to go for spring ball. Um, but I mean, it's excited about the the young guys in the, in the program. Very excited. There's a couple guys that didn't even see the field this year that'll be that'll be pivotal pieces um, in the sophomore class, meaning more so the 2024 season. So.
0: Colt would like to know. He says Alejandro had a great season, but there were not significant increases in his numbers in comparison to last season. How do you feel about his progression at this point?
1: You know what? If, if, if that's a fair question. Um, and what I got to do is find a way to make him have that jump, that aha moment. You know, when I think back to 2016 and Jim Zabrowski, who's now the offensive, who's now the quarterbacks coach at Kansas, was our offensive coordinator. Him and Justice Briggs. You know, they had a good thing and he was able to coach him up. You know, we gotta find a way to you know, and Alejandro I think the light switch came on in the Mac game with him running the football, using his legs um as a weapon, but you know, just we gotta do a better job of his his reads, where does he need to go with the football, why is he going in a certain spot with the football and when it's not a good look to tuck it and run. You know, not forcing it into a double coverage, first play of the game versus St. Olaf first play of the game versus Augsburg. You know, first pass he throws the interceptions. Like, we just got to gotta grow him out of those things. But he'll get better. Got another offseason with him. Um, you know, so I'm excited about that, you know. so
0: Cindy says, there wasn't a lot of pressure that was applied by the defensive line or the defensive front seven, it seemed like, this season. It seemed like that was a major indicator in not creating a lot of turnovers. Are there things that you can do in terms of scheme or bringing in different players or coaching style that can help to improve that circumstance
1: um yeah i mean i think you always got to start with what you got in the cupboards right now you know we got to figure out you know look at it and take an honest look and one thing i always do is i say you know i'm always looking at it, is the coaching is a personnel or scheme you know when things don't go right you know those are the three things we evaluate things on so we got to look in house first and then we're going to go out and try to find more importantly who fits here academically and then who fits football wise you know and then, then we'll go from there we'll build the 2024 team that way so
0: Brad would like to know what your happiest moment was from this past season um that's a
1: great question i'd say <clears throat> i say two 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 I, I got two you know just watching first time offensive coordinator first time defensive coordinators watching them work and then watching when we had success how good that felt for them. Um, and then I'd say the second piece is we went on a five-game losing streak, and the year before we went on a five-game losing streak, and we couldn't find a way to win any more games. And we went on a five-game losing streak this year, and we found a way to, to get the bucket back. Uh, we found a way to go up to Saints go and get a win, manage the clock, and run the football. And I'm, I am proud of, I am proud of those, those couple moments. So,
0: Thomas says, Coach, I'm an old guy. So I've been watching football many years, and one of the things that always seems is that when a team is able to come away with that one defining victory, that one obstacle that has seemed to get in their way, that they are then able to get on a roll from that point. I feel like you winning that Mayak game this season really turned the tide for the franchise, for the organization. Do you feel like the team is really heading in that right direction now?
1: um i'm I'm gonna push back a little bit. I feel like the team is heading in the right direction, but the win that we needed this year was that Carlton game you know that 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 four point game that four point game would have been that pivotal okay, here we go you know so my goal for the team was to be a better football team than we were in twenty twenty two we are like I said even when we took that five game losing streak, you know I didn't feel the way it felt twenty twenty two you know where I was like, man, you know the wheels are falling off, how we fix this, and then we end up losing the last three where even though we went through that five-game losing streak, I was like, man, we're still doing some things. We're okay. We're just, you know, it was it was just a difference. So, you know, my point is that, to me, in 2023, Pamela University needed that Carlton win very bad, and we couldn't find a way to get it. So, you know, we regroup and like I said, it could have went all the way south, but we found a way to get two MIAC wins, and, you know, we got to keep stacking to a point where you get three MIAC wins, and you get four MIAC wins, and you're doing it consistently, right? So, and how do you do that? you got to keep kids in the program, and, Get them to be seniors,
0: you know. So it's just, it's, it's a lot with running a college program. So, we have a couple of questions for you from Quinn, both related to Michigan, by the way. Uh, the first is he would like to know, do you think that the punishment against Jim Harbaugh was severe enough, considering the fact that him and his coaching staff seem to have been cheating for several years?
1: Wow, man. This one is a slippery slope because <clears throat> I think. I'm going to say this and I'm going to speak broadly here, but, like, I think there's a certain element of gamesmanship where, you know, I can even see – there was a time during a game this year where the other team is holding up a sign, and, you know, you can start picking up on, oh, that means this or this means that. So I think that that has always been a part of football. And I don't think that can ever go away until you make it to a point where everybody has radios in the headsets and it's like the NFL. Right, and you don't have any signs, because 'cause you're talking right to the, 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 you're talking right to the defensive player, you're talking right to the offensive player. I think that's something with this whole thing coming up. Maybe that gets revi maybe that gets revisited. I think that's where it's gonna go. But to have somebody on the payroll flying to some other place and being on the sideline now, that's where you start. That's where I think it gets a little. Like, you can't do that. So the sign sale has always been around, but to to go. Physically pay somebody to go to a, a sideline and, and and to record or whatever they were doing I and mean, like that's
0: just you know, that, that you just can't do that. So he would also like to know: Do you think that that means that Michigan should be eliminated from any type of playoff position?
1: Hey, man, listen, that's above my pay grade. I I, I
0: don't know because
1: you know how did they get the information? You know, it's just it's a lot it's a lot that goes into that. Um, you know, if that you know if that if that is what happened and you know, they really had that guy on the payroll, man. I mean, I, I guess some kind of. And if it is a rule, like if it's a rule, I don't know what the Big Ten rule is or the NCA rule is on scouting. then, you know, whatever the whatever the powers that be say is, is 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 the punishment. Is the punishment?
0: I believe is out for the next three games. Is that correct or no? I, yeah, I think at the end of the season, I believe.
1: Okay. The end of the season. Wow, so he can't even
0: coach him. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess whatever the rules are. So. Speaking of that same idea, Leo says we're down to five un- undefeated teams among the major conferences. Does the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, miss the playoffs?
1: Man, I don't think so. I think it comes going to come down to how that game is played, um, and man, what happens to Florida State and Oregon, right? I think that, that I'm interested to see. You know, I would love to see Oregon and Florida State in this thing, and I can't remember the others. The other I know Georgia. Gosh, the, the
0: Georgia, Georgia,
1: Georgia is really good. So. I mean, can Georgia lose in the SEC game? Because even if Georgia loses in the SEC, I think they're still in. So it's interesting, man. Like, somebody's going to get snubbed this year, and it'll be interesting. I would love this. I want to see Oregon and Florida State win out and see how, they, how, that, how this plays out because somebody's going to lose between Michigan and Ohio State. And I'd love to see Georgia lose. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> Our buddy Andre returns and says, Coach, I'm a little afraid about this Sunday taking on the Chiefs, but I feel like this could be a potential Super Bowl rematch preview. Do you see that coming to fruition this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean it's getting to the part of the season now where you know it ain't about you know standing up at a podium and talking. It's about you know let the play be you know let the play be the play. You know, so meaning like I can't wait to see these guys get out there. They put it on the line. Um, I'm excited to watch it. You know, football for us is over, so this will be a good one for me to kind of get my eyes back on the Eagles and see where we're at. Um, but it'll be. I mean, it could be a rematch of it could be a rematch of um, Super Bowl and you know, I know the coaches on both sides are taking it seriously. There's a there's a under there's an undertone there where Andy Reid used to work at Philly and you know, now there's a young guy in Philly doing it. And it's just it's it's
0: gonna be a lot in this. So it's a big game. It's a big game for both organizations. So next up is Amanda who says, Coach, I know that this was not the season that you were hoping for, but there were so many successes that the team had this year. Would you mind sharing some successes that you really are proud of from this season?
1: Yeah. um, You know, Charlie Wilson breaking uh, school records. I mean, I think that that is, you know, you have school records that's been standing for for over 15, 20 years, and you get a kid to come along and break it. I should not say kid, a young man to come along and break it. That's underneath your watch. I think that's really, really cool. Excited about that. Um, Excited about the growth and development of, um, you know, one of our sophomore offensive linemen, Davis Pickett. Just, you know, just his resolve and, when things weren't going well and how he conducted himself, trying to be the best teammate he could be, very proud of that. Um, was super, super proud of, uh, you know, a couple guys on defense, you know, Corey Zacharius you know, stepping into a little bit more of a leadership role. You know, Juan Bertard, you know, wouldn't say Juan was in a leadership role, but Juan, you know, when things didn't go well in 2022, you know, the wheels would fall off for the kid. Things didn't go well, from a 2023, man, he was he was mindful enough to say, hey, what do I got to do to fix things? So, just really proud of those things. I'm proud of some of our freshmen who didn't see the field, right, and they were able to see the bigger picture, stick this thing out, and get ready for you know get ready for the off season. Like, I'm proud of that. Like, that's not a that's not easy to do. You know, people show up at these games and they see Charlie Wilson running around out there, and, but they don't know there's you know there's 70 other guys on the football team that are busting their tail and they might not play. You know, so I'm proud of the guys. You
0: know. You know, understanding that is everybody can't play, you know, but, but everybody's important, you know, so. You know, Coach, I, I want to add one other one um, that I was personally proud to see. I, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but, you know, as you watched games, or as I was watching games, I would think to myself, watching that sideline, if you guys were losing by a little or a lot, let's just say in a game, I would have no idea what the score was by the way the guys were involved in the game on the sidelines. I mean, I, I was wow. very impressed by the fact they were always focused and driven. I thought that was a real credit to you this year.
1: Wow. Well, I, you know I appreciate that. It's hard for me to acknowledge it because I'm I'm on the sidelines, so I don't really, you know, and we're, when you're coaching, man, you're just so dialed into every play. So for you to be someone to watch that and, and acknowledge that, and I appreciate it, man. and that means a lot because, again, like I said, we went on a five-game losing streak, in 2023 i was like man i I knew you're still a better football team we're a better football program than we were in 2022 and that's that's what you want to do you want to find a way to get better so and coach your
0: words of wisdom for the week
1: well i'm a little upset that the you know the, the weekly the weekly um the weekly grind is over um obviously there's a new kind of grind that goes to it but you know, the, the words I leave you with is either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not going to stay the same. So, you know, I felt like we got, we got a little bit better this year. Uh, we got to continue to work to get better for next 2024. You know, football's an off-season sport. So, you know, we got a lot of work to do in off-season as far as, you know, just rebranding the 2024 team. I'm very proud of the seniors um, from the 2023 team. Um, super, super proud of Brady Bennett, Zach Grebel, Nick, uh, Noah Hickman, Evan Miller, Isaac Ali. Eli Barron and and, um, and Alec Ralph, man, just, just very proud of those guys and how they conduct themselves, and they tried to they, they led from up front. So you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So
0: there you go. Well, I have to say, Coach, I'm pretty excited. Next week's our Thanksgiving show. I already have a whole bunch of Thanksgiving questions for you, so we're going to learn your thoughts about turkey and stuff next week. <laughs> oh <no>. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, Coach Taylor, for joining us this week. All right, thank you.